0: Everybody, quote with me what she just sang about grace. Ephesians 2 8 and 9. For by grace, uh, y'all, help me. For by grace are you saved, but not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Today, there are folks out there that will argue with you till, you're blue, till they're blue in the face that, oh, no, 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 there's got to be more to salvation than just grace. Oh, we have to do something to obtain salvation. Can I tell you that salvation is obtained only through Jesus Christ by faith? What grace is, is the way of salvation. That God gave and made a way for man to have their sins atoned by the sacrifice of his son. But it's through the act of faith. It's real simple. And we as Baptists understand what grace is, right? The definition of grace is unmerited favor. It is God giving us what we don't deserve. But there's a lot of folks out there that don't understand what grace is. The Apostle Paul, and if you would, turn your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 11. The Apostle Paul had experienced God's grace on the road to Damascus. He was wondrously saved by the grace of God. Go ahead and stand. But here, in chapter 11, he's pretty much dealing strictly with Jews. In fact, that's his audience. Those are those are the kinsmen of the Apostle Paul that he's trying to reach with the gospel. You see, they were used to having access to God, or trying to gain access to God, if you will, by observing the law. And here comes Paul preaching the gospel. And to them, they considered that, well, that's a new way to approach God. In fact, they had it in their minds that because of that new way, they were no longer able to approach God because they didn't recognize Christ as the Messiah. So, beginning in verse 1, the Word of God declares, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew, Wot ye not what the scripture saith of Elijah, how he maketh intersex, intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they've killed thy prophets and digged down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, at the present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is no more of works, otherwise grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace, otherwise work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which it, he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And David said, saith, Let their table be made a snare and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense, Unto them, let their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back always. Father, we love you and praise you, and we just thank you this time you've given us, Lord. As preach your word this morning, bless the breaking of the bread of life. Give me the words to say that I might present Christ. May I preach boldness and authority, your truths, and Lord, may I be a vessel that you can use this morning. Father, speak to hearts. May your will be done. And Lord, if there's one here today that knows not Christ and the free pardon of sin, may they be saved before it's eternally too late. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. This is the last chapter, parenthetical chapter, here in Romans. Uh, Chapters 9, 10, and 11. Paul is specifically speaking to the Jews, and specifically speaking about the gospel and the grace of God. And beloved, understand when it comes to the gospel, we either accept it or we reject it. Again, there's lots of ideas out there. There's lots lots of fallacies out there where people are peddling A false gospel saying a person can believe anything they want to, live how they want to, and they'll make it to heaven. Beloved, that's what Satan wants you to believe. Because, listen, you're either going to heaven God's way or you're not going at all. Amen. Amen. Now, let me say something about God's grace and we'll get into the passages. None of it. Not one of us deserve God's grace. We don't deserve his grace. We don't deserve his mercy. And none of us deserve heaven. But because God loves us, because he loved us so much that he came in the form of a man down here on earth, went to the cross, and paid the penalty for our sins that we might be atoned, redeemed, and reconciled to God Himself through the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice, we are assured if we come by faith and accept His grace, we're saved. Now that's pretty simple, isn't it? But the Jews at that time didn't understand. They were always trying to approach God By what they did by keeping the law. In other words, their words. You shouldn't be surprised that people are still trying to do that today. Now, understand what the word says. I say then, hath God cast away his people? What did Paul say? God forbid. No, the Apostle Paul was wanting to get the gospel to the Jews, his Jewish brethren. You see, he desired to see them have what he had, be saved. And listen, God hadn't cast them away, although because it was a new way, grace through faith, those Jews thought that they couldn't approach God anymore and that he had literally just cast them away understand the blood of Jesus still saves and washes away sins the Holy Spirit still convicts and draws men to repentance at the cross aren't you thankful for that and the apostle Paul has been saved and he wants his Jewish brethren to have what he has so he's explaining to them grace and let me just say I should have let off Grace is supreme over all things. Grace trumps works every time. Amen. Now notice what he says. For I also am an Israelite and of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. You see what he's trying to get out there to him. Listen. I am one of you. And if God delivered me by His grace through faith and I obtained salvation in His Son, Jesus. He'll do the same thing for you. If He did it for me, He'll do it for you. I am one of you. And by the way, all of the Jews knew who Paul was. In fact, a lot of them respected Paul. But then Paul met the Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus and there was a great change in Paul. And let me just say, beloved, anytime we come to Jesus, there'll be a change in us. Amen. We'll not be the same. So Paul is identifying himself with the Jews. Notice what it says in verse two. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. God didn't cast them away. Although they thought we can no longer approach God. He's cast us away. Because we won't accept this new way, this new gospel. What ye not what the scripture saith of Elijah, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they've killed thy prophets and dig down thy altars, and I am left alone and they seek my life. Paul is trying to get them to remember the Old Testament there in First Kings talking about when Jezebel sent word to Elijah after his great victory on Mount Carmel he slew 450 false prophets of Baal. And understand, yes, The Lord equipped and empowered Elijah to do that. But Elijah didn't have an army. He did it himself through the power of God. And now here is the queen, Ahab's wicked wife, Jezebel. And when she hears what he did, she sent out word, I'm after you, buddy. You're going to end up just like those prophets of Baal that you slayed same thing's going to happen to you. And what does this mighty man of God do? Turn tail and run. He runs and hides in a cave, and I guess for a moment he kind of lost his mind. Because one, he forgot all about the victory God gave him on Mount Carmel. Two, he had servants with him and he said, "You know, I don't need you guys. You just go on." Uh listen, We need each other, beloved. Child of God, listen to me. I don't care what you are dealing with today. You may have a lot going on. There may be trials and tribulations that you're going through right now that not aware of, but understand, you will never get through it leaving God out of the equation and leaving your brothers and sisters, the church, out of the equation. You need us just like we need you. And above all, we all need the Lord. Amen. So here he is in a cave. And God shows up. How did God know where he was? Well, he's God. You can't outrun God. You can't hide from God. God is everywhere. And God asks him a question. What are you doing here? God ever asks you, what are you doing He's asked me that once or twice. Lord, I don't know. I guess I'm just stupid. <laughs> I won't tell you what the Lord said to my spirit. Yeah, you are. But I'll use you anyways. He says, What are you doing here? And Elijah, pity party. Lord, they've killed all your prophets. They're all dead. <laughs> And they're after me. They're going to kill me. Oh, there's no use in me even going on again. Forgetting about the victory God gave him on Mount Carmel. There's no sense. in moving on. Lord, they've killed him. I just want to die. And then what did the Lord say to him? Hey. Elijah, I have 7,000 that's never bowed the knee to Baal. You see, what he's saying in simple terms that you and I can understand is this. Elijah, while you're here in this cave hiding, having a pity party, all depressed, all discouraged... I have been about my business and I have men that have followed me and they are doing what I have called them to do. You're worried about there ain't nobody else but you? No, there are people out there that are still serving the living God. Understand, there is a remnant in this world today. We serve God With gladness of heart, we serve him faithfully. We do our best to be the light to a lost world. But understand, even though there's times we get discouraged, I'll be the first to tell you, I can remember growing up, it was nothing when you went to church and the gospel was preached, it was nothing to see people walk the aisles all the time. I mean, the altar would be full. You would think you were in a revival service. And that was every Sunday. And right now it's true. Not as many walk the aisle as in the past. But here's my point. The Lord is still saving. The Lord is still on his throne. And the gospel is still being proclaimed. And it's the blood of Jesus that saves. By God's grace. Amen. That'll preach, won't it, preacher? That'll preach every time. Now, notice. Lord, they've killed thy prophets, dig down thine altars, and I'm left alone. And they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And as I said just a moment ago there today is still a remnant to those Jews. By his election. And when he says election, do you understand, yes, they're God's chosen people, but only the elect answer the call of God by grace. There are folks that have issues with that word election. Folks, it's not something to be scared of or oh, be afraid to talk about Listen, when it comes to elected, everybody is elected to receive Jesus Christ. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Understand, all men are elected to be saved. And if they come to Christ and accept Him as their Savior, they're saved and elected. If they reject the gospel, and reject Christ as their Savior, then they're not elected. It's really simple. It's not hard. There's so many out there. Now, I'll go ahead and set and I'll get in trouble. How many Calvinists we got here? Praise the Lord, you didn't raise your hand. That's good. Calvinists aren't no better than the Jews that Paul was dealing with, thinking, oh, well, there's a new way. God's cast us aside. Calvinists believe that either the Lord has elected you to be saved or you're not. You see, if he's elected you to be saved, you don't have to do a thing. You're elected. If you haven't been elected, I don't care what you do. You're lost. You're going to hell. Now, how fair would that be? You wanted literally to be saved, but you can't be because you weren't elected. Folks, that's heresy. That's blasphemy. The Lord died on the cross for all of us, not some of us. And understand what Paul is saying to the Romans applies to all of us today. It doesn't matter what your race is, your nationality. The blood of Jesus is sufficient for salvation. And let me say this, when it comes to grace, there is only one biblical way of salvation, and that is we are saved by the blood of Christ, by grace through faith. And if you have tried to obtain salvation by any other method or means, you're still lost in your sins. Now that's pretty plain, but that's the truth this morning. Now, I told you it's going to be good. When it comes to grace, I'd rather preach about grace than anything. I stand before you. I can attest about God's grace. I was the biggest drunk in Garland County, Arkansas. It's by God's grace that my wife even is sitting on the pew this morning. I was a drunk, I was abusive, I was a sinner headed to hell. And because of the marvelous grace of God, I have been redeemed. I have been washed, I have been saved. So, yes, I love to talk about grace. Especially preach about it. Notice what he says in verse 6. I'll say this for the Apostle Paul. One, he didn't pull any punches. And two, he laid it out there and it's easy to understand. Verse 6. And if by grace then it is no more of works... Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. Now, some folks would say, well, that kind of confuses me. Well, wake up. It's simple. This is what Paul is saying. Let me put it in Arkansas terms that you'll understand. What he's saying is, If it's by grace, salvation, this is what he's talking about. If it's by grace, which it is, then it can't be works. And if it's of works, which it's not, then it can't be grace. Wow. That's really hard to understand. It's either grace or it's works. And I'm here to tell you, the Bible teaches us that it is all grace. We repeated Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. We quoted that. Some of us did. Some of y'all, I'm worried about you. Because you couldn't remember the scripture. That not of yourselves. So what does that mean? It means, men, you aren't capable of doing one single thing to deserve or merit salvation. Think about that for a second. You see, if it's grace, it's all grace. If it's works, then it's not grace. And I'll go ahead and throw this in too. It's not grace and works together. Not at all. There's some out there. Oh, I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. I'm saved by his grace. I got to make sure I go to church. I got to make sure I do my best. Turn that radio off. Don't want to hear none of that heathen music. I better turn that TV off. Devil vision. Better not watch none of that. Can I tell you something? Those things aren't accounted for righteousness. So stop worrying about that. The only thing that accounts for righteousness is to be washed by the blood and have the imputed righteousness of Christ in you. And you can only get those things by coming to Christ by grace through faith. Pretty simple, huh? Now, again, see, Paul's desire was for his Jewish brethren to receive the gospel and be saved like him. And we talked about a remnant a few moments ago. Folks, there's only gonna be a remnant saved concerning the Jews. Do y'all know that? You say, well, why? Because they rejected Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Oh, I thought they crucified Jesus. All of us crucified Jesus. You can't just blame the Jew. It was because of all of our sins that Christ had to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. But you see... The Jews, they had a hard time believing that Jesus was the promised one. When the word of God pointed to him, I don't know how they missed it, but Paul's going to answer why they missed it. Notice what it says. Verse 7. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for? But the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Look at verse 8. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. Why don't they recognize we're saved by grace through faith through the sacrifice of God's Son, Jesus Christ. Why can't they see it? Because they're blinded. Well, with the gospel's preached. Why don't they receive it? Because they can't hear. Why? Because the Lord has caused their eyes to slumber. They don't recognize. They trip all over. You understand today that the Orthodox Jew is still waiting for the Messiah to come the first time? Folks, done come and he's coming again. They missed him. How did they miss him, preacher? His eye, Their eyes. They were blind. Well, the gospel was proclaimed. Yeah, they didn't hear and they couldn't understand that's sad isn't it but those that did hear and see and were saved by God's grace through faith they're the remnant now notice what else it says and David saith let their table be made a snare And a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense unto them. Now, what Paul is referring to here is take your Bibles and turn to Psalms chapter 69. Psalms 69. Is everybody there? I still hear a few pages rustling. Psalms 69, look at verse 22 and 23. Let their table become a snare before them, and that which should have been for their welfare, let it become a trap. Let their eyes be darkened that they see not And make their loins continually to shake. You see, what he's referring to here, Paul's referring back to the Jews here in chapter 11, is this Psalm of David. You see, what David was talking about was with those Jews, they placed all of their faith and their trust in. Keeping the law and their possessions. Their own merits was what they were counting on. All was well with them in their mind. And because of them placing all of their faith in things. Because of it, their eyes were darkened. Can I tell you something this morning? There's a lot of folks outside those doors in this world whose eyes have been darkened. The reason they're darkened is because they have placed their trust in things. They have placed their trust in their if you will, table their prosperity as if everything is well. But understand, one day, the bill is gonna become due. Judgment is going to fall. And then, Who is going to put their trust in those things that they thought would see them through? You see, we are saved by grace through faith. God made it that way. And I'm thankful I had enough sense to receive it. How about you this morning? Verse 10. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their backs always. You see, again, because they wouldn't open their eyes and wouldn't accept salvation and access to God through grace, through faith, by the sacrifice of his son, there's indignation and judgment to pay. I understand. God loves you. He loves me. God loves his chosen people. And folks, understand this. And I won't charge you for this. But never let it be in your head that the church is Israel. Uh, preacher, you know, there's folks out there teach that nonsense. No, the church is not Israel. Israel was God's Chosen people. And because they refused Christ, God turned to the Gentiles. So you and I have the Jews to thank for our salvation. But we're not spiritual Israel. Y'all got that? God's grace. Paul had a heart for his people. In fact, can you believe Paul literally told God, Lord, listen, I'm willing to die and go to hell for my people. That's how much love he had for his kinsmen. If it be possible, here I am. Take me. He wanted Israel to have what he had. Church, you understand we have been given the gospel to share with a lost and dying world. And it should motivate us. To want to go out those doors and proclaim the gospel. And we should want to share the gospel of grace through faith. Why? Because that's what we have. Have you this morning experienced the grace of God in salvation. Have you asked Jesus into your heart? If not, we're fixing to have an invitation we're going to give you that opportunity. But understand, you are going to be saved either by fully God's grace or you're not. It can't be both. Because if there's any amount of works in it, then it's not grace. And I'll say it one more time. It's not biblical salvation. So examine your hearts. Have you experienced biblical salvation? And I'm talking about salvation By grace through faith. Because that's the only way. Amen. There aren't many ways. There's one way. And it's through Jesus. And it's because God loves you and I so much. He has presented a gift. Anyone that will accept. Aren't you thankful for that gift? Greatest thing ever happened to me. Best gift I ever received. How about you this morning? Would you stand with me, Brother Bob? Sister Holly, you come. Father, that's the message. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for loving us the way you love us. And thank you, Lord, for your plan of salvation for everyone, Lord. Lord, I don't know the hearts that are here, but if there's a need, Father, may your spirit draw them to this altar. Especially, Lord, if there's one that knows not Christ and the free pardon of sin. Father, I'm thankful for your son and my salvation. Lord I'm undeserving. But Lord, you loved me and sent your son to die for me in spite of me. Lord, help us to understand the meaning of grace. And Lord, may we share that grace with those that don't know you. Lord, whosoever will, let them come and take of the water of life freely. For we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen.